Hello, I'm Judith Lay, welcoming you to an At Your Service Extra, an occasional podcast that, as the name suggests, brings you the extra interviews and extra stories that I just haven't had enough time to include in our regular Sunday morning edition of At Your Service. This week, I've been to QE2 High School in Peel to talk to four Year 12 students who've set themselves a real challenge. Here they are to tell you who they are and all about that challenge. Kitty Ayres. Grace Burns. Calvin Els. John Eames. They are students at QE2 in Peel and they are doing a charity challenge. What is a charity challenge? Kitty, tell me. The charity challenge is part of our enrichment at school and basically it's run by the One World Centre and each group from about four to six people per group pick a charity and um, this year they focus specifically on charities that are in Africa, based in Africa and basically we have to raise money for this charity, we have to advocate for them and tell people about them and also we have to create a presentation um, because there's going to be an in-schools final where we show the judges what we've done for this charity and all the work and just tell them about the charity and then the winners of that will go into a final with the other schools. Now we'll talk about the final in just a moment because you've just got a short time to really really make your case because the idea is to win it and get a big financial award for your chosen charity. But how did you choose the charity? You selected a couple charities that you felt you were interested in after you had a look at their details and you sent in like your top three and then the woman at the Junior Achievement site selected for all the groups which charities they do. And then you got selected your one and then you had to like research it and see what you could find out. So we've chosen the International Refugee Charity and it's a charity that supports refugees in Africa that have had their homes destroyed and have to move from where they've grew up their whole lives because of fighting civil wars and horrible conflicts. So who led the way on research? I would guess that's key to the whole thing. Yeah, definitely. So I'm sort of like the team manager. So part of my role, I like thought about everyone's strengths in the group and sort of assigned different jobs. So like we have some people like Grace and Edward who are really good at art. So I've got them designing posters, designing things like that. Calvin is in charge of advocacy, like thinking of ways that we can tell people about the charity. And then everyone's got a little research task on their own so that everyone contributes to the research as a whole. Well, this is a win-win, isn't it? Because you are learning about this charity, you're going to support it, you are supporting it with your efforts, but you're learning teamwork where everybody feels valued. And as you say, Kitty, play to their strengths. So what have you discovered about the charity? What have you discovered in your research? We had a Zoom meeting with the charity last week and they told us about some of their amazing programs that they've got running. So one of them is called Step Out and that is about creating low-cost, high-activity prosthetic legs for amputees in the developing world. Because for people in the developing world, they're quite expensive. And also the ones they have, they're like basically wearing a peg leg, which is really hard because these people rely on agricultural work and like hard labor to make their money. So the charity, they've done a trial of 20 in Tanzania. And because of lockdown, they've had some setbacks. But later on, they've got a year long test for 50 more, which is really great because it gives these people hope for the future because it allows them to make money, grow 
produce, sell that produce, actually, you know, make a living for themselves and improve their quality of life, which is so amazing. If people can't work, they can't get any money at all, they're trapped in their situation. Did you get sort of quite emotionally involved in what the charity does? Yes, because one of my family members is also uses prosthetic legs and I felt that if he was living in a third world country and he couldn't get the help he needed and he'd struggle, he already struggles with the, the fabulous help he gets on the Isle of Man and if he didn't get the help he, he really needed then I would feel absolutely horrible that he'd have to walk around on something that's basically made of wood. So where are you up to now? Um, well, we just started a couple fundraising schemes and we're going to be attending our school Christmas fair and we're going to be like raising as much money as possible early on and then we'll be presenting our presentation February. So we're working on that slowly but surely. I mean, we've got a couple stalls that we're like running, as I say, at the Christmas fair. So we've got cookies going on, I think a sweet jar. And then we're going to be doing a donate a coffee scheme where you give five pounds and you're putting a raffle each month to like win back your coffee and then maybe a voucher for like a, a little cafe in Peel. Are the schools supportive, Kitty, in what you're doing? Yeah, definitely. The teachers have supported our Donated Coffee Scheme massively. Like, most, the majority of them have put in a fiver, which is so amazing because it's so nice for the community and teachers and parents to support what we're doing because we care about it so much and we just want to put that across to everyone else. The charities that are chosen, they aren't these massive corporations. So the money that we're raising for them is actually really going to make a difference, you know. When we talk to the CEO and the lady that I'm in contact with, the whole reason they do the work they do is so that they can give people hope because the money that we raise actually really makes a difference and can really change their lives, especially because of the fact that the Refugee Trust, they step in after the big corporations have stepped out after the initial impact. You know, they're sort of dealing with the aftermath of this thing and there's not a lot of money, so the money that we're going to raise is going to really help, help them. Do you think the charity are really moved that you have adopted them, as you might say, for this challenge? Yeah, I believe so, because they, they really did take the time out of their day and talk to us on, on the Zoom call, and it didn't feel like they were just trying to rush us through and just talk to the next clients. It really felt like it was a, a one-to-one conversation with them. The lady I'm in contact with, Jess, she's so lovely. When I reached out to her to tell her we'd chosen the charity, she sent us all a personal card each. We all got bracelets. Uh, she sent me news letters for our presentation itself she's going to send us t-shirts to wear for the presentation so i'm in contact with her a lot which is really great because it's like a constant connection with the charity and also what's really nice about supporting these smaller charities is even the small money we make regardless of whether it's thousand pounds or even 50 pounds it still makes a huge difference and if you donate to huge charities uh, the money doesn't feel like it moves as much but when you put it into small very small charities it feels like you're really making a difference have you set yourself a fundraising target for your own efforts or, or is it the sky's the limit Yes. <laughs> so John, at the start of the year, said that if we raised £500, he would shave his head. And he said, we could, well, we could use the sort of idea of him shaving his head to raise money as well if people would donate for that. So £500 is the goal, but obviously it would be, it would be so great to reach that. 
but also above would be nice as well. <laughs> well, I have to say that John's got a fine head of hair. And uh, John, I have to come back and ask you, how do you feel about the sponsored head shave now? Uh, well, at the time, I <laughs> thought it was a bit of an ambitious goal. But uh, at the moment, I'm really, really worried that my hair is not going to be here by February. But to be perfectly honest, if I had to shave my head for anything, yeah, I would like it to be for charity. That is just such a lovely sentiment. I suppose, Kitty, it's too early days to think about how you're going to present this at the end. Yeah, I've sort of started with when the guys send me the research that they've done. I slowly like put it onto documents, into the shared folder, and I've started thinking about how we're going to design it. Because one of the things you have to stand apart from the other group, so how are we going to make our presentation different? How are we going to put across the information in an exciting and interesting way? So that's sort of what I've been thinking about now. But I think the presentation work will properly start like Christmas, yeah. And also you can follow us on Instagram if you want. Our group name is giveforgood.im and we're reposting loads of the charities' work, but also the projects and the fundraising and stuff like that. To follow the day-to-day what the students from QE2 are doing in the Charity Challenge will be to go to your Instagram. And the Instagram again is giveforgood.im. Giveforgood.im. Thank you very much indeed. Great to meet you. See you at the final. (laughs) So will they make it to the final stage of the One World Charity Challenge? Will they hit that £500 target? Is John set to lose his hair in February? You can find out more about their chosen charity, the International Refugee Trust, by visiting the website irt.org.uk. You can follow the team's progress on Instagram. Find them at giveforgood.im. There you can see what the team are doing on a day-to-day basis and watch as their own fundraising total rises. And if you'd like to know more about the charity challenge in general and see which schools get through to the final, just go to oneworldcharitychallenge.com where Helen Neal does a great job keeping the website right up to date as a complete information hub for the whole charity challenge. So thank you to the Charity Challenge team from QE2 High School in Peel for talking with me and thank you to you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, do please consider subscribing to At Your Service. That way you won't miss a new extra episode or an episode of our weekly programme whenever it's posted. You can subscribe at manxradio.com and it's completely free. Nations.